0: Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. This is the Late Breaking Formula One podcast. We're back to a trio. I'm joined by Harry Eden Samuel Sage. I'm Ben Hocking. Guys, how are you doing? Japanese Grand Prix this weekend, maybe.
1: I am super pumped for the the maybe Japanese Grand Prix. Oh, it feels good to be recording. It feels good to have... The old F1 weekend back on again. I really hope there's a race, even if it's torrential. They have to run round with their their race kits on. That'll be great. Some kind of race would be ideal.
2: I think they need to. If it does pour it down with rain, they need to decide it with the boats that go down the pit lane that they make, and that will be the winner of the Japanese Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. I really do. But of course, we are going to go ahead and presume it will all happen fine, even if qualifying has to take place on Sunday or something crazy like that that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, And the question we're asking is this. So Ferrari and Mercedes have been dueling for victories very recently. Ferrari, of course, have picked up their form quite massively, which has left Red Bull slightly trailing behind after Max Verstappen picked up a few wins prior to the summer break. The question is, Suzuka might well suit that track, might well suit that car, can Max Verstappen, even with a bit of rain, can he get into contention in this race, Harry? What do you think on this? Um,
2: I think he can. Yeah, he's even said himself that he feels pretty confident about his chances this weekend. Suzuka's always been a, a Red Bull circuit. You need a you need a good chassis, and that Red Bull has got a good chassis. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't rule him, rule him out at all. The last couple of races has been. I mean, they didn't expect to be strong in Russia. But they weren't very strong in Singapore, which is was a strange one, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I reckon that Maxi Verstappen... I reckon we could have th- a three-way battle this weekend. I think Ferrari going to be in there as well. Um, yeah, it could be sp- as long as it doesn't rain. could be spicy.
0: Yeah, Sam, do you think that, weather depending, maybe a bit of rain, maybe not, do you think Verstappen's going to be in the mix in either of those conditions?
1: First of all, if it chucks it down so much that the session isn't on on Saturday morning and I've gotten up before half past six after working all week, I will be furious at the Japanese. I'm sorry. but It's, that's not, it's not that so, hard. <laughs> Go on. Secondly, you can't ever count Max Verstappen out. He is in the form of his life at the moment. He's turned it all around from last season where he was horribly getting crash Verstappen. And he is he is really on a, on a roll, even though yeah, we definitely didn't support that. Not by us. No. Not no. Sure. no, 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 no. Um, even, even though he's not in that best car, he is by far the best driver in that team. And he is still one of the best drivers we've seen in Formula One for quite some time. Um, so you can't ever discount him, wet race especially. We saw that Brazil performance, I think it was, in 2017, uh, where he was... Cruising from the back of the grid, all he overtook everyone pretty much. You know, wet lines, left, right, and centre. He picked the karting way through. It was incredible to watch. So don't count him out. But we're acting like he's the only good wet driver here. Sebastian Vettel got his first ever win in the wet in 2008. Yes, in Monza. Uh, in the Toro Rosso, of course, absolutely soaking wet, but what a drive from him to soaking wet. And, of course, Lewis Hamilton, the likes of Silverstone, where he had one of his best drives of all time in the pouring rain. He's he's also a rain master, let's not forget. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. The Red Bull has had a good chance around here, but the third sector is very top speed orientated, so may not be the best part for them. And um, in the rain, he's not the only great on the track. So, yeah, he's got a chance, but it's not like he's one out there, and I would love to see the staff Vettel-Hamilton all collide you know head to head side by side for a lot of the race in the pouring rain this is a real test of a driver's ability here in Suzuka
0: and we have to remember that Max Verstappen if we're talking about recent races that have had rain um he did pretty well at Germany so Max Verstappen definitely does have the uh, the form book in terms of wet weather. And we know he can do special things uh, when it is chucking it down with rain. Um, what I would say is this. Max Verstappen over the last few races hasn't really been in contention. Red Bull have been slightly behind. Of course, Alexander Albon has been adjusting himself to the team. So we can't really expect him to be fighting the Mercs and Ferrari just yet. But Verstappen hasn't really had a clear run at things since the summer break, really. Whether it's been through grid penalties which aren't necessarily his fault or you know his own doing referring back to spa so he yeah whether it's been his own fault or not his fault he hasn't really had a clear run of things um, at a circuit which really suits uh, the car uh, you could argue singapore was probably his best best shot since the summer break but for for whatever reason um he, he just wasn't involved. Maybe it was that he did have the race pace to contend with the front runners, but um, the qualifying pace just wasn't there regardless. It'd be interesting to see how they do here at Suzuka. Um, I think they will be strong. I think Verstappen will be in contention for that win. You are right in what you say, Sam, that Verstappen, whilst he is looked at as a master in the rain, there are other drivers who are also exceptional in the rain. you mentioned Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, Up until Germany, his record in wet weather races is just tremendous. I think that's probably, for me, his most underrated quality, Lewis Hamilton, how good he is in the wet. I think people recognise it, but don't quite recognise to the extent at which how good he is when the the weather is poor. Um, And of course, we don't even know if it is going to be wet. I mean, we're all presuming that the hurricane is going all around the place. We don't really know. It might not even hit at all. So... We might have clear running in all sessions, but um, it's going to be very interesting, especially if practice is taken away from a few of these guys, um, how that will alter proceedings. Um, so Mercedes obviously won last time out in Russia, breaking that streak of Ferrari, um, maybe slightly fortunate in doing so. You can either are on the side of fortune or err on the side of skill that they knew what to do with their strategy. Um, Harry, do you think that Ferrari will reassume their position ahead of Mercedes?
2: Um, I don't think they'll. Oh, I don't think they'll be ahead. Their their position ahead of Mercedes has been so slim, that it's barely ahead, is it? They've all the previous wins have been only just, basically. Um, I think they're not going to be as strong in Suzuka as they have been, but I think they're going to be up with mercedes and red bull um it's going to be tricky for them i think it's going to it's going to be it's going to be as i said it right it's going to be spicy between all three teams um and chuck leclerc what he's he's how was he? i don't really remember his race last year apart from the ran into the back of magnuson yeah
0: that's it? the only thing i can remember really
1: <laughs> it was one of his more average races yeah yeah
2: but anyway, Vettel is a—he loves Suzuka. I mean, all the drivers love Suzuka, but he's a—he always goes pretty well here. So um, yeah, you can't write them off. I don't think they're going to be the fastest car, but they—they're going to be in the mix.
0: Sam, I mean, they were very, very close to winning four on the bounce last time out. Didn't obviously work out that way. Do you think Ferrari will go back to the top of the uh, of the pecking order?
1: So. I think after we finish the likes of Sparrow and Monza, I have said that this is still a track that definitely suits Mercedes. But we've seen the difference in horsepower that Ferrari are able to emit from that power unit. And it really does cancel out what Mercedes have when it comes to corner exit speed, mid-corner speed, and slow cornering. Uh, Their acceleration is so strong in that Mercedes. Their grip and just ability to keep the car steady is fantastic. But of course, Ferrari are just so powerful down the straight that After the recent turn of events, I would have said, actually... That this might be the closest race between all three of the top constructors we are going to have this season. I think different parts of this track suit each car so brilliantly. I mean, uh, 130-yard after-spoon curve is perfect for the Ferrari, as is the start-finish straight. That whole first sector is fantastic for a Red Bull. And that middle sector where you come out of the... Uh, I can't remember what the two corners called the two right-handers, where Michael Schumacher parks it up under the tunnel, uh, retired in 06. Um, and then through the hairpin up towards Spoon Curve is so perfect for a Mercedes chassis that I genuinely think this could be such an even match. I think we're going to see like a purple Red Bull sector in the first sector, and a Mercedes purple sector in the second sector, and then a Ferrari purple sector in the third sector. I genuinely think it's going to be so so close. So I almost can't call who I think is going to be on the front row of the grid, and I'm not sure I can call who's going to who's going to take the win. Um, I I am so excited if this one goes ahead, hopefully weather permitting, because I generally think it's going to be one of the most exciting races we've seen across multiple constructors in a long time.
0: I think even with the weather, whatever happens there, I think Ferrari, the key to their race will be the first 30 seconds of the lap. I, I think it completely depends on how well they go through the first few corners because um, obviously it's very technically difficult those left rights um, and, and the degnas as well and it's not really until the until the hairpin where they can start to prove their advantage in terms of in terms of their power unit proficiency um because you know you, you go up to the hairpin from the hairpin down to spoon curve they're going to have an advantage there spoon curve pretty much all the way to the Casio triangle. They have an advantage there. And of course the, the start finish straight. So Ferrari, I think will be ahead, even in wet conditions. I think the, the wet weather will be somewhat of an equalizer for Mercedes. If this was definitely going to be a dry race, I would be saying right now, I think Ferrari will line up one, two. And um, I think they would probably go on to win the race. I think the, the wet weather will work in particularly Hamilton's favor, but also Verstappen and maybe Bottas is favored too. Um, but yeah, I think this is all boils down to that first sector. Can they? Can they match Mercedes? They don't need to m- match Mercedes in that first sector. They just need to be even a tenth or two behind is fine, uh, as long as they stay within touching distance. Their their power unit will do the rest in the in the last part of that lap. So yeah, can they get through those corners well enough? We'll, we'll uh, see on that one. I
1: do wonder if Mercedes are going to have to employ a slightly clever tactic and maybe um, tow each other down the back straight towards 130 on the Casio triangle and get right out of the way as they go towards the Casio triangle just to balance out that top speed difference. I feel like that is the only way at the moment that the likes of Mercedes and Red Bull can really counter up that immense power that Ferrari had in a straight line.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Um Should we do some bold predictions? We do like some bold predictions. Sam is now pretending that he is bold. Um, Harry, have you thought of one or should I just go to Sam
2: first? Go to Sam
0: first. Sam, have you got a bold (laughs) prediction?
1: I do. I think there will be three safety cars. And on top of that, I think we will see a turn one pile up that takes out at least three cars.
0: I mean, all about the threes in that bold prediction, but that is
1: fairly bold. Three safety cars—that's that is still a lot, even with even with the weather. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be so tricky for everyone. I mean, we saw Germany. I know that caught people off guard, but Japan is notoriously hard. You get one corner wrong, it is—you know—you're beached like a whale in that gravel, or you're straight into a wall, or you hit the side of the tunnel. Anything could go super wrong for a a driver that's not on their absolute best around the wet Suzuka circuit.
0: Okay, my bold prediction is this. I'm going to go for a good weekend for McLaren.
2: Oh, you bastard.
0: I'm going to say they will pick up at least 18 points between them.
1: That means that they're going to finish at least fifth and sixth.
0: At least fifth and sixth.
1: At least fifth and sixth.
0: That's my prediction.
1: I mean, okay. I mean the, the, starting off not being that bold, I thought, oh, yay, good weekend for McLaren. But that is a spectacular weekend for McLaren, I think. I,
0: I think there will be a few a few retirements um, and Sainz and Norris will be able to work their magic, um, probably insulting each other all the way around. Um, and then, yeah, I think they'll make it work. Um, they're both really solid drivers. been They're on great form. So, yeah, I'll go with that.
2: Well, following on from that, my bold prediction is that it's a wet quality on Saturday and there's a McLaren in the top three. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Baby, it's a triple.
0: I'm Donk trying to think that. the last time that was a thing.
1: It's well, got to be. It's uh, Austria be. Yeah.
2: 2016, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. on penalties. I mean, on pace. I mean, on, on pace, way, it's got to be, what, 2012,
1: 2013?
2: Yeah. Like okay, that's, okay.
0: I think that might be the boldest of the lot. That yeah, is so. really bold. I think so. Uh, but, of course, Harry, of course, is never right, so that won't happen.
1: Literally not been right once. So if you want to get down in the comments say your bold predictions, I'd like to have a look at those and maybe we'll have a conversation with you guys in the comments about who has got the boldest in the comments section. And, of course,
0: we do care about who's right as well. So if you put a bold prediction and in there, come back on Sunday and say, ha, told you so. Um, pole one, two, three. Sam, who have you got for this one?
1: I'm going to say pole position goes to Sebastian Vettel. Uh, I'm going to say that second place is a uh, Lewis Hamilton, and third place is Max Verstappen. Oop. Oh, I, I did, I did qualify in one, two, three. You could tell I've been off for a week.
2: Oh, That's... I thought you were. I. Oh, was... Sam.
1: That was actually my race order, for, apart from qualifying. So I think Vettel will qualify in pole. I think Hamilton will then win the race. I think Verstappen will be second, and I think Vettel will be third.
2: Who have you got, Harry? Got a Hamilton pole, and then a will win. Hamilton second. Verstappen uh, third.
0: I am going to go with a Hamilton pole position. I'm going to go with a Hamilton race win. I'm going to go with Sebastian Vettel in P2 and then Max Verstappen in P3. Hold
1: on, hold on. Earlier on, Ben, you said that you think Freud would lock out the front row.
0: In dry conditions.
1: Oh, OK. So it's, it's wet in your, your weekend. It really is wet. OK, yes. that does change everything. Yeah, fair enough. I think mean, Hamilton is an absolute star. Think, we all said Hamilton to win.
2: Well, wow. I said Vettel to
1: win. Oh right. Okay. You had him as so,
2: pole, though, didn't you? Yeah.
1: I mean, he's having a he's having a good weekend regardless, and chances are this leads on to him pretty much taking the title very, very soon if he has a, a top two finish here. You Vettel? No, Hamilton you plonker. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> you plonker. Triggered.
0: Uh let's move on to something else. Um <laughs> uh, so there've been chatter's about a new F1 team in 2021 actually multiple perhaps new teams is in, in the word no <laughs> <It just made laughs> up. i mean you could if there is a chatter there can be multiple chatters <laughs> i don't think this is the important part of what i'm saying um there is uh, the potential to be a new team in in formula 1 in 2021 um Sam, do you, do you think that there should be a new team? Do you think there's a chance this comes through? Because F1 themselves have tried to distance themselves.
1: Yes, bring on all the new teams, please. um One, just to help Williams. Let's hope that a team comes in and they are worse than Williams, just for one season at least. um also, it just means good business. It means excitement. It means generation of new fans and new areas in the world. For, and I don't I don't really care who it is. I'd love it to be a key manufacturer, you know, a BMW to come in, an Audi, a Porsche. These are only German companies. Honda to step back even though they've said they don't want to. Maybe a Toyota. It would be awesome to see these people re-emerge in Formula 1. But if it's a new team that is just a, a purchasing team, not a constructor, then I am... I am really happy with that. I would love to see it I'd love to see more drivers get the chance because there's a lot of great F2 drivers out there who are really stepping up to the pace. And I think that a 22, 24 car grid is, is great. I really enjoyed it when it happened you know, 10, 15 years ago now. Um, I've missed it. So I am all up for another team. I think it throws up a lot of questions when it comes to engine allocation and who's going to supply who. But I am um, I, I'm interested, very keen. Bring it on, lads. Harry, what, what do you make of all of this?
2: Yeah, why not? I absolutely think we should have more more than just one team come along. You want? Well, I know it didn't work out last time with the three new teams, but if they if F1 looked after them properly, um, uh, it it should they should be able to teams should be able to join if they want to, and there should be, it's because it's linked to campus, isn't it? So it's the step up from F2, which you know, uh, like. Eddie Jordan did. That's what he did with his F3000 team back in the day. He just built a bigger F3000 car and then stepped into F1. So, yeah, teams should be able to um, make their intentions clear about joining. And full grids. I like a full grid. I don't want to have too many cars. that we have to have pre-qualifying? That's no point in that. No point in people turning up to go home again. But, um, yeah, we'll bring it on, lads. More competition. Love it.
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting one. First of all, I cannot understand how Formula One, the the F1 media, they have instantly tried to distance themselves from this. I can't fathom why they're doing this. We've had one team in what the last six or seven years enter Formula One, the elite of motorsport, and just one team has been able to gain access to this series. And now there might be the potential of another team, and F1 media were right on it saying, no, we haven't been in any, any talks. They're not serious. Why are you distancing them yourselves? I, I, I don't get it. But um, whether this is a serious thing or not, I think we definitely do need to see one or two more teams in Formula One. At the moment, particularly with the point system, 50 percent of cars are getting points in races. I think that's slightly too high. Of course, a couple more drivers on the grid will help with that. Um and I think perhaps the most interesting thing about this, it, presuming they do come in at this at this stage, is how they enter Formula One. Do they enter in the same kind of way that Haas have done, in that they are pretty much a satellite team? You know, they don't really create anything in house. Everything they get is either Ferrari or Delara, is one or the other. Um, or will they try to be a constructor? You know, a traditional constructor in the in the like of Williams. Uh, they have. They have said that they would, at least in time, want to be more of a Williams than a Haas. But, of course, that would represent difficulties straight away. You know, that they're, they're not going to be able to get up to speed, even with um, this potential cost cap that's going to come in. I, I think that's probably going to be the deciding factor as to whether they do or not. Um, but, yeah, they, they seem... They seem keen. Um, the drivers that they've put forward, it, it would give Pascal Verlein a potential road back into Formula One. And I think he absolutely deserves a second chance. So that's good. Uh, the other driver, I believe, would be Alex Palau, uh, Palau is it? Um, which. Pilau, like rice. Yeah, Alex yeah. Pilau,
1: rice. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex Basmati, right? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't quite understand why he would get the knot. I presume money because his record doesn't really really indicate he should be in formula one and then of course we have to ask the question as to which manufacturer they're going to go with what engine manufacturer of course Renault will now not be supplying any other team so there is definitely capacity for Renault to provide them with a power unit and I know I've just said that that's probably what the driver lineup will be but association with Campos Renault potential Renault power unit there's a Jack Aitken theme going on there. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if that works its way out. Um, I, yeah, I'd love to see this new team. I don't know whether they'll be competitive. Presumably with a cost cap, they won't be that far behind. Um, will they initially go down more of a has route? Possibly just to make ends meet for a few years. But um, yeah, I'm always up for fresh faces
1: i want to see the introduction of another power unit as well whether they create a team or not i'm not bothered but i just think four is not enough especially if we have a couple more teams join you know obviously honda can service another team Renault can service another couple of teams that's great i think we need another major power unit whether that be vw whether that be bmw whether that be ford or something like that you know corvette stepping or they powered by ford someone will tell me in the comments i know that's a pojo yeah let's get a pojo um honestly peugeot are a motorsport you know on. they've got such racing pedigree so if they do want to come into the sport and i would actually be all for it i just think it's all going to go having more cars but i also want more suppliers it creates much more choice much more drama much more to watch and care about in formula one and that's what we want more access and if the cost caps provided and the regulations are made simpler then maybe that does open the door to a uh, a Suzuki Works team, or something along the likes. I don't know, but there is <laughs> The Swifts. The, the Swifts, in they come. Swift Business, that's what they could call their team. <laughs> um, obviously, I, I think it's a fantastic thing, and F1, FIA, you know, Chase Carey should be jumping in there, supporting anyone that shows an interest in joining F1. Um,
0: hashtag Asia Tech, by the way. Absolute engine power unit. Like, come on. If not Asia Tech, let's get in Mechachrome.
2: <laughs> back chrome. Oh, good time. bringing back the
0: real the real mvps um so final one for tonight this lewis hamilton ferrari rumor is just never gonna die is it even after lewis hamilton has moved on to pastures new even when lewis hamilton is is basking in retirement in his mid-70s this rumour is still going to exist that he will end up at Ferrari. Um, He's actually had something to say about it, but he believes that whilst it's not on his radar right now, he would change how Ferrari acts. He would change Ferrari for the better. Um, Sam, do you believe, hypothetically speaking, if he did go to Ferrari, he would be the key in order to turn them around back into a winning team?
1: It's a very odd situation this Hamilton for relationship because a lot of people seem to want it to happen. Yeah. Hamilton is probably the drive on the grid that receives the most you know, hate from the public. And the Tifosi, I know it's all a bit of kind of, you know, theater-esque drama, but a lot of them really do boo him and dislike him on the track. But then the moment he leaves and there's a rumor goes, they're like, Hamilton in the car, ha- Hamilton in the car. That's, that's an option. Um, Hamilton has got fantastic pedigree when it comes to joining a team and making them better. He's also got fantastic pedigree when it comes to leaving a team when they are all about to hit their decline and joining a better team as playing in the two teams he's raced for in Formula One. He has got fantastic knowledge when it comes to how to build a team. He's brilliant at team spirit. He's so good at motivating the people around him. It's always positive vibes with old Lewis Hamilton. And I generally think he could have a really good effect on Ferrari. I don't think he'll ever go there as a driver, but there's nothing to say. He can never be there. Maybe he's an advisor. Maybe he's part of a team. Maybe as... Um, not maybe a team principal. I don't think he's made for that. But maybe it's almost like a Nicky Lauder character who occasionally appears in the garage, gives advice, helps the drivers. I just think he's got a really kind-hearted effect on people around him. And he gets a lot of slack for it. And I think Ferrari need that. They're so pressurised. I think Hamilton has the ability to relax people and just bring out the best in them. I I, I think... He has that chance to do so. I don't think it will happen, personally, but I really think he actually could improve Ferrari, although there might be a lot of animosity there, being such a you know massive Mercedes legend now in um, in the world of motorsport.
0: Harry, do you think Hamilton would be the key for turning around Ferrari, and do you think there is any chance it would happen?
2: Um, I'd, I don't know. what I'd, It could happen, and I think what's important to remember with Ferrari is that, and especially with their fans, they don't... I, to be honest, they don't really care who's in the car because they care about the car. It's all about the car, and once you're in a Ferrari, it doesn't matter what you did in the past. You're 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 in the Ferrari folklore. So even Hamilton, who the folksy don't like, I think even if he moved to Ferrari, they would still take they'd still take to him, especially if he started winning races and championships. And um, yeah, I agree with Sam. Uh, it's a tricky one. It's a it'd be a weird one for him to do. He's this late on in his career, go to Ferrari now, especially trying to help him get back to Winnie Ways. I think if he was going to do it, he might have done it sooner. Um, but yeah, Hamilton absolutely could help them go back to uh, Winnie Ways. But then we've had Vettel there. We've had Raikkonen. I know Ra- Raikkonen wasn't in his you know, 2005 form when he was at, back at Ferrari again, but um, they're top quality drivers and they've not managed to do it. So, I know Hamilton is a special driver, but there's nothing to say that he would be any better at turning around their fortunes because there's, there's only so much you can do as a driver. But um, anyway, I'd love to see it. Basically, it'd be great fun. And when's the last time we had a Brit in a in a feather? Eddie Irvine doesn't count, does he? Um... <laughs> I think he does.
1: He's Irish. I thought he was Northern Irish. Oh, okay. Did he? Ra- I didn't know whether he raced under uh, Irish. You might have done, and if you did, apologies to all those Irish people out there and we've offended them. Yeah,
2: that that's case... the Japanese and the Irish. Yeah, you're doing a good
0: job. Maybe you have to go back all the way to the 30s. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah,
0: Nigel. I think. Oh, Nigel. Yeah. Oh, Nigel. Sorry, I forgot. About... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Nigel. I, you about you. I mean,
1: I've, I've been held by Eddie Irvine and I can't remember what nationality he is. Yeah.
0: Did,
2: he, did he not feel? Could you not tell?
1: I couldn't sense it.
0: <laughs> well, it's a good thing this hasn't gone off topic.
1: Then, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Hamilton Ferrari rumors?
0: Um, I don't think it's going to happen unless Mercedes leave F1, which isn't that crazy to think, um even though, according to Eddie Jordan's timeline, that happened three years ago. <laughs> um,
2: just to stick up for e j on this one, he did predict the mclaren Mercedes rumors a couple of months ago. Square he did. Right he, but, I, I, I love like, like right ridiculous. Away. That one is still ridiculous. He
0: get he does probably get more right than he gets wrong. To be fair to him,
2: but, but he got that, that one really wrong.
0: That <laughs> was a massive whiff. Um, yeah, so if Mercedes did end up leaving Formula One, which you know, that there is a chance they are becoming more invested in Formula E, maybe with the cost cap that would drive them away. In that case maybe he'd move away um maybe he'd move for for other reasons for non-racing reasons such as would it give him not only the opportunity to win a championship same as mercedes but would it give him the opportunity to develop himself as a brand we know he has other interests outside of formula one. And he has interest in developing that even further. Um, Of course, Mercedes do give him quite a bit of um, creative freedom in terms of his relationship with like Tommy Hilfiger would, would Ferrari give him that kind of same kind of deal. And and would they allow him to be the personality that he wants to be? Um, In which case maybe he'd move for those reasons, but um, do I think he would change it as in the, the, the culture of Ferrari and get them in a winning way? I I do, you know, he he did it at Mercedes and I'm not saying it was 100% his doing, of course it wasn't, but Hamilton is a serial winner. Wherever he goes, he wins. He's won a race in every single season he's competed in. Um, And I I understand why you can make a case that Alonso couldn't do it and, and Vettel couldn't do it. So why could Hamilton do it? I don't know. I think they are in a better position to succeed now compared to when Vettel joined the team. And compared to when Alonso joined the team, Alonso did a sensational job with what he had at his disposal. Vettel has been up and down, um, but I think right now Ferrari are in a better position where they can go ahead and win um, within the next season or two if they get it right. Now, of course, I I don't think there's any chance he would. I don't think it's going to happen, but if he if he was going to move there, he's not going to move there in favor of Charles Leclerc. Who has the potential to win them championships for over a decade? He'd have to move there in favor of Sebastian Vettel, but um, and that would that could get messy. So I don't think it's going to happen. Would he be the key to them winning? Quite possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. And to the point, I think that Tafosi would absolutely adore him. Sebastian Vettel, it worked fine for him. I think it worked fine for Hamilton too.
1: I um, I want to interject actually on that. Uh, Vettel along so Hamilton point. Alonso, incredible driver, you're right. He did absolutely wonders in that throw, which wasn't the best it could have been back then. Uh, but we're seeing Alonso's reputation within teams. He's just not the right man for building a team. You know, He, he causes too much friction, too much trouble. Maybe an older fan, founder, Alonso now, might be the right man for the job. But as a driver, I just don't think it would work. I don't think he had the longevity in relationship terms to build a team around him. Vettel, again... He's a little bit selfish. I'm a big fan of Vettel, but he's selfish in his mannerisms. He wants to be the number one top guy. I think Hamilton is a team mentality built man. He he thrives in a strong team environment. And that's why he did so well at McLaren when he came in, because they adored him. He adored them. He grew so well that Mercedes brand and the same at Mercedes. You know, he came in and he's made it his team. They love him. He loves them. So I think that if you were to go to Ferrari, they would fall in love with him. He would fall in love with them. He loves Italy. He loves the fashion. He loves everything about it. I generally think that he could be a um, a real key to unlocking Ferraris, that final ten percent that they're currently lacking.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. And if you would like to see Hamilton go to Ferrari, let us know in the comments. It'd be interesting to see what the opinion is on this, because some maybe don't care at all. To be honest, I might be in that party as well. Um, but yeah, it'd be very interesting to get your thoughts on that. Um, Sam, do you want to get us out of here?
1: Yeah, thank you very much for listening, folks. As always, it means a lot that you stick around and watch through the videos. And if you have enjoyed it, then please hit the like button. It really does help us out. If you want to see some more content, then of course, hit the subscribe button and stick around for more content. We are always here every race weekend and the days in between. But in the meantime, I've been Samuel Sage.
2: I've been Ben Hocking. And I've been Harry Eid. And remember, keep breaking late.